before we started recording? Look, it's called spring break. I actually went to a restaurant and got dinner and ate at a leisurely pace before the show. Whoa, wow. dude. Crazy, right? You guys can't, you, like the folks at home can't see this, but I'm making the mind blown. Don't get, don't get that excited. Next week, I'm back to my late self. Welcome to On Time, Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of a lemma champ or lucky track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we don't discriminate, as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of low-dollar endurance racing, and whether it's on the spot, Hella sweet, or we're lucky enough and mental gives us just the tip. We're sure you're going to giggle a little and learn even less. Everybody report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Folks, thank you so much for coming back and listening to another uh, Dead Elvis episode of this podcast. It is episode 77. Chris, Was that I in think- the notes that I missed that? Dead uh-huh. Elvis? Somebody put it there for me, and I saw it. And, and, and Chrissy, I'm kind of where you are back when we were doing like episode 50, and you're like, I can't believe we're still doing this. I, I kind of can't can't believe we're still doing this. So, folks, thanks so much for making this possible. If you're not driving, don't forget your E1R bingo card. We have our yeah, no, we have our newer version available. Uh, and and yet at the same time, if you've got some catchphrases you want to see up there. Get a hold of us on one of our social medias. I want to know how many people are actually playing. That's a good mm-hmm. question. How folks get let, let us know. Otherwise, it, we'll just keep it to ourselves, and then suddenly we'll hear someone say bingo, and not well. Oh, we don't. We don't keep it to ourselves. Play it. Our guests do play it. Yeah. So remember, Santiago was playing it. And somebody else was playing it too. Eric, uh, uh, do you only play if you're on the show? Well, that, and like Bill Fisher had the most unenthusiastic. Bi- oh, by the way, I got bingo. You know, kind of a deal. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so let's kick this off with what you're working on, Jeff. So it was my birthday weekend this weekend. I turned, I think, 47. I have to do the math. Oh my God, that's so old. What? No, 46. Shut it. I was born oh, in 72. Everybody else do the math. I'm too tired so to do it. old. I know, I'm yeah, old. It's, no, it's no, actually, no, you are, you are 47 because you're, you're right? younger than I am and I'm 48. Exactly. So. <sighs> Yeah. So I spent the weekend with the wife. I went to see, we did our traditional sushi and a movie date with the son. And uh, the 10 year old decided, Hey, I want to try that sushi stuff. That's good. Give me some more. Give me some more. Yay. So that, that's going to cost us some money. So add yep. that to the things that cost Jeff money and don't work out well. Uh, well yeah. Or you could spend the rest of his like teenage years taking him to expensive restaurants where he orders chicken fingers. Yeah, no, he's not that guy. Well, he is <laughs> Yes, he is. <laughs> he's totally a. He. Uh, we had a doctor once. We were complaining about what he ate, and they said, "Oh, he's a white eater." We said, "White? Yeah, white bread, pasta, <laughs> chicken nuggets." Yes, I love that. That's macaroni a and cheese. Yeah, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I did uh, sneak out on Sunday and do some work on the new Topig. Uh, in case you were not listening, I got a, what is it, a 2011 Nissan Titan, which uh, has a little bit of a weaker differential, a little undersized. So uh, getting the right kind of oil in there is very important. All of the people on the Nissan blogs basically say Amsoil or uh, or Royal, or Royal Purple, whatever they call that crap. Is, is there a blog where people actually recommend Amsoil? 
Yeah. Is there a blog that people even say say that you should use royal purple? Yes. No. Yes. So uh, no. I so I searched. Hit them in the face. High and low with a, with a jug of, a, of T5. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I searched high and low because they, what they say you want is uh, fully synthetic without friction modifier because it is an electric locker. Okay. I don't know. That's what they say. So I searched high and low. On and the internet. To, yeah, I know. Uh, I searched high and low for a local Amsoil dealer because I was not putting that royal purple crap in my diff. And uh, I just have to like call them out and say, whatever the frick Amsoil's business model is needs to die, and they just need to start putting it in stores because... Yeah, it's Tupperware. It's the Tupperware yeah. business model. It's, or, or what's Amway. the... Uh, what's, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. It's the Amway. And this is always my thing. If your products are so good... Why can't I buy it in a store? Yeah. So I searched high and the low. The Napa Auto Parts here in Birdsboro. See, yeah. our Napa didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Does it? Okay. Ours is better. That's I am. I'm going to back off my Amsoil if they're selling it in a real store. Well, I think it's just so, because the guy that owns the Napa Auto Parts decided to sign up to decide. be a distributor. <laughs> exactly. They don't right. have any national distribution. Yeah. So I got to tell you the story, though. So I took the lovely and talented Jennifer, who is very over the entire race car thing for the last, like, I guess you've been racing like 10 years, probably about eight and a half of those years. Roughly right after I do. Exactly. Um, So, so we're like, I have to go to this place. I talked to them. They're there, but they're only there right now. I've never heard of it. And we had to like drive into the woods off the highway. And we were definitely going to like lose a kidney. And there's a lady there who's like, I smoke a lot of cigarettes. Don't get too close to the dog and make sure he can see your hands or he might bite you. I was like, <laughs> what? That's a cute dog. No way. Uh, so then she says, she says, she says, yeah. Oh, yeah. You called uh, cash only. I don't know how to use the credit card machine. Nice. So, I'm like, so it's like this big speed shop in the middle of the woods. They open the garage door. There is like awesome restoration projects and drag cars and guys are in there wrenching and welding on a, on a, on a Saturday. And it's this like old dust covered speed shop. And I was like, this place is really cool. Please don't steal my kidney. Uh, I said, I'll, well, I'll be back. Cause you're the only Amsoil like guy I can find in the whole South Jersey. She says, yeah, I think our Amsoil distributor is dead. He won't return our calls. So <laughs> even they don't have it anymore. When, when we're out, we're out. So, yeah. So on Sunday, I changed the oil in the diff. I uh, glued a bunch of the little things and took care of a lot of the little, like, there was a, a big pile of goo on one of my wheels that I think was making it out of balance. I don't know where that came from. I had to, like, glue a bunch of stuff. But anyway, enough of that. The UPS man has been busy. I've received brake parts, kill switch. Uh, toe strap, all kinds of stuff like that for the Z coming up wrenching weekend. So I'm very excited. Cool. That cool. was it. Chris, why don't you talk about real work? Well, yeah, I've been doing uh, all Civic all the time, um, really. Anytime I'm not working, eating, sleeping, it's working on the Civic. So I'm deep into wiring harness hell, both the harness that's played out over several pieces of plywood and sawhorses in the in the garage bay where the Mercedes usually lives in. And that one's actually okay now that I've, ter- I've traced every single wire through it. I need to add a couple. And but I have almost all the wires in the inside of the car out of their looms and spread all over the place, trying to move things and reconnect things and, and wire in a motor from much newer than the chassis that didn't ever belong there. <laughs> yeah. 
So. And, and what what computer is running that thing? The computer that came with the motor? No. Or standalone? Or no. that old ODB01 no. piece of junk? No. no. None of the above. None of the above. It's a computer from something else. <laughs> That's yeah. just how right. it all works. It is, this is the most cobbled together because we're trying to do it on the cheap, you know? Sure, you can go buy it all from the one make without the one everyone wants, and those are the expensive ones. Or, well, so if I get the one thing from this weird car and the other bit from this weird car, it all works out. Yeah. So, mental, yes. If I may, and I, I, I drive onto Dobbins Air Reserve Base where they built all the F-22s, and one of the things they're getting rid of now is all the wiring diagrams. And basically, they're four by eight sheets of plywood with screws put into them. And all of the different places that the wires need to go. And, and the idea behind it is they can quickly replicate any wiring harness from, you know, and I'm, I'm guessing these are probably C-141 wiring oh, by like By, like, putting them on the board. Like, you know, you need a red one that long. So put it on there and then cut it there. That's interesting. Ex- exactly. And then they've got all the connectors on there. And recognizing that this is making immense more work for you now but we're we're and I say we pointing really to you guys. We're kind of committed to this engine swap. So I would think like one or two wiring harnesses is probably a good thing to go. And God forbid something happened to this frame. We're sticking with this formula and we're just going to get another EF hatch. Who does and, who does two wiring harnesses? Yeah, no, I'm doing this once. That's no. it. <laughs> Why? Why? If a wire goes, I, I agree. I had no idea where, where he was goes. going. Yeah, yeah no, I am never making another one of these card. again. This is, Mental tells a story that goes nowhere. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. No, I am never I doing this ever goes, again. I, it went someplace, and it went right. <laughs> it to was the, just a bad. It went right to the yeah the four places you guys disagree. I, I'm just going to tell you to shut like... up now because then we can check that <laughs> off the list too. So, yeah. Anyway, wiring hell. Um, Eric Eric Kritzler was up. He was helping work on the car on Sunday. Um, the radiator is in. The oil system is in. The um, I, I've also simplified a lot of things in the car, like I yanked all the evap stuff, I yanked some other air assist valves and things. So I, I've just been kind of trimming the whole thing down. I got the last pulley I need to put the serpentine belt on. Um, I've been now working on making a baffle for the oil pan from scratch, like an actual proper working baffle mental that doesn't restrict checking the oil. Which would be nice. Um, that, should go, that should go on the bingo card. Yep. Look, I get it. I blew up the racetrack. Uh, yep. I saw put it. Put it in. It. Put in axles. Put in radius rod. So things are things are moving. Parts are ordered. A bunch of them are going to be here tomorrow and Friday. So we're going to be have lots of stuff to do this weekend. So progress continues. Sending the I'm ECU to get that. tuned tomorrow for our base tune, so I can start it up before it gets tuned better. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I actually uh, my baseball game got canceled Friday, so I will be leaving here about one because I've got to go drive a field trip. So I will uh, I will be actually arriving, uh, well, inappropriately late on Friday night, but early enough I'm to sh- start work Saturday morning. Cool, I'm cool. Sure it's about the not... time I'm going to arrive. I'm sure we won't be late. up. Yes, I'm sure we'll be asleep. No. And that's fine. And honestly, that's assuming I don't no, just I'm pull kidding. over someplace and rack out and go to sleep. It's probably a good idea, actually. No, if you and, make uh, it. But, but in any Great. case, Saturday morning, let's start working. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Mantle, what are you working on? 
So I actually, uh, well, before I get into this, so for the second year in a row, the marksmanship team that I used to coach and I drove the bus last Friday, they are going to the postseason. They scored sixth in the region, which is enough to qualify for them for postseason, which I'm going to be honest, they're going to get their heads handed to them. And that's fine because three years ago when I took over the program, we had to give up four matches because we couldn't even field a team. Their average is slightly down because they've got seven new shooters, but all of them are shooting over 200 out of a possible 300. That's actually pretty good. So it is awesome. I'm very proud of that. Very proud of the Etowah marksmanship team. Sunday rolled on up to Atlanta Motorsports Parks to hang out with the Hoggers. And I didn't realize this because I just drove up there to work on their super secret, not really secret 2019 GRM challenge car. And actually, Matt put me in his spec E30 uh, coaching a two of his buddies and taking them on hot laps around the track. I'm like, well, I would have brought my own helmet if I didn't know that. So cool. as payment, uh, because they're one of the investors in the Primal Racing School, which is the radicals that they have up there. I said, well, then is the radical going to come out and play? And he said, well, it can because uh, I'm one of the investors, Chrissy. Chrissy, you're on mute. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, you sent us the world's smallest video. It, it actually, that wasn't me. That was Matt. Matt sent that I video. I don't know how that could happen. It was about the size of my thumbnail. Watch... Yeah. And it was <laughs> literally a thumbnail. Bigger. It was like yeah. this big. So uh, sorry, it, was, it was fun it was, to it see. Was, or yeah, it was, it was full equipped on mine. A Radical is a Hayabusa-powered, purpose-built, downforce, open cockpit racing car with a paddle uh, paddle shifter. Non formula, full covered fender, covered wheels, covered wheels, but it, but again, an open cockpit. barely, yeah, yeah, barely. Uh, and it's a full active aero downforce car. They also make them with V8s, but I only got to drive the 1300 Hayabusa powered one. And wow, I, uh, I, I feel like someone that just tried heroin for the first time and really, really liked it. I'm looking at everything in my house that I could sell to afford one of these things because they are freaking amazing. Uh, way back when, when we were still taking applications for the team, the people who don't know, <laughs> someone sent us like proof that they could be on the team by sending like their hot lap on, I think it was on Summit Point in their radical. And and Chris and I were like going through the applications and we watched that video and went, no, no, this, this guy, this guy is not prepared for what we're doing to, to drive a boat at <laughs> Iowa pace. Boat. Yeah. Exactly. All right, yeah. and, and I'll give it because I, you know how I feel about the boat. The boat is always got to. If I see the boat anywhere on social media, I'm always happy about the boat. So I, I think I'm straddling that line quite well. The and boat then, made uh, everyone happy, really. Yeah. But uh, if you don't follow the uh, Hong Nor guys, Fast Canoe Forty Three on the Instagrams, it's they. Uh, it's they're not keeping it secret. Just basically, he doesn't want to do a build thread and have the internet robot arms go. That does not look like a two thousand dollar car. Blah 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 blah. Which it totally is. It, it is a legit build. We ripped eight hundred pounds out of this pig. No. Oh yeah. Uh, is this, I, I is this the one they on picked that. up in uh, a couple states away and drove home with limited gears? Totes. Okay. It, it is exactly the same. And if you look on their Instagram, they handed it over to Insta, Bobby Orr. Insta, Insta what? Insta, Insta what? What? Get it? What? They handed it over to Bobby Orr on Monday, the stunt car guy. Say the and Bruins him, player. Yeah, and had him, uh, <laughs> and had him run it through. Hockey it's, reference. It's, it's pretty awesome. 
Uh, and then finally, I'm planning a road trip this weekend, but I'm looking at Chrissy's update. No, uh, you know what? Maybe I'm going to stay home. Shouldn't have done it last week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Chrissy. He gave me the uh, Yeah. So after last Wednesday, I was uh, quite under the weather and only got worse from there. So I had the flu last week. I uh, stayed home from work on Thursday and Friday. I had a pretty bad fever. I lived on DayQuil, NyQuil. But uh, by Saturday, I was fine. Uh, no, I'm not fine. I'm better now. I'm My body is still recovering. I have a cough. I am better. Somehow, so, I did not acquire the flu. I don't know how. You, you were vitamin C-ing and, and pilling and trying to... We, we were not going anywhere near each other. So, uh, thankfully, it yeah. did, you didn't, didn't get it. So... Uh, that's what I was doing most of the week and week I did, uh, manage to make it out to the garage on Sunday and did some, uh, help while Eric was over and I cleaned the oil pan to perfection. You could eat off that oil pan. It is all ready to go. And it's straight all... now too. Oh yeah. 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 I smashed, uh, wood into the, um, to undo the bend in it. Mental. Uh, I was going to say, for those of you that use the phrase, you could eat off that all the time. I don't think you understand Chrissy's standard of clean. And there's a reason she's the one that prepares all of her moves. And when she says you can eat off of that for the rest of this, what that means is you can perform open heart surgery on that and we need, not get no, an infection. Not quite. We, we need like a fake mental news block on, the, yeah. <laughs> on the bingo card. Oh. Can we get now, the news and notes? Chrissy, do you have anything else? Now, uh, folks. Yeah, no, I, oh, yeah, she does. She has amazing stuff. Whatever. Well, so. Chris says differently because he lives with me. That yeah. he understands my my occasional. I understand the gradients of, of Chrissy cleaning. The gradient yeah. of Chrissy cleaning. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Um. Okay. Anyway, I installed some grounds, did some other fabbing, did some uh help, and now I am prepping uh for a whole lot of people to come over this weekend. That's it. News. 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 That's really bad. News. That terrible. I love like my dogs when I make a high-pitched noise. Loved every single one of them. Santiago, if you're out there, please beware. Do not let the Steelership touch your rally car. It seems that Scion FRS and Subaru BRZ owners have a recall for some sort of valve spring issue. And a lot of them, mostly people who get their cars serviced at Toyota, not Subaru, their motors are just clanking and clanging away about a week or so after with Shut up. total oil loss failure and totally uh, blown motors. Oh, so you a, might not want to get that done. It's a way to get a new motor. It, yeah, that, they, I guess. But yep. it's going to be installed by the same people that just oil starved yours. Yeah, the, the Drive had this article and it's been picked up a few other places. I'm sure it's in all the Subaru forums because that's who they were quoting. Uh, they believe that just Toyota doesn't know how to split the head and like resituate the, as we know, totally crappy Subaru head gaskets because obviously the motor is designed by Subaru and they just love head gaskets. So some sort of oil repair that doesn't get done and it's losing all pressure and clanging away. So maybe not. Or more cheaper ones on the open market later for us to buy. So it's not that we're afraid of Subaru heads. It's just, well, we've, we've done that. We know better pass. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so let's. I'm going to school you on something. I'm going to learn you something. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so March is Women's History Month. So I will. Sure. Okay. Um, I will. I run a group at my work um, that does a whole bunch of things that uh, tries to talk about topics for women, and I have a group of people that are doing some. Uh, pulling together some information on women, famous women that have done cool things. And I have learned so much and it's so awesome. But this woman, I had no idea who this was. Uh, and I'm going to teach her about her. So her name is Elska Junkova, who was regarded as the greatest female in Grand Prix motor, his, motor racing history, first woman to re- win a Grand Prix event. So she's more Moravian born, meets a racer, says, quote, if he's going to be in love of uh, the love of my life, then I better learn to love these damn engines. Fell in love with a Bugatti type thirties. And so like, she's all about Bugattis. Cool. Started racing as her husband's mechanic. He hurts his hand. So she starts driving and the first professional race in 1923 became national celebrity. She competes in Europe. She becomes the queen of the steering wheel. And here's here's the cool thing. Credited as one of the most one of the first drivers to walk around the course before an event, noting landmarks and checking out the best line through the corners. Boom. Hold on a second. I am googling Moravian. It's a, it's a country. Uh, it's, it's well, it, I think it's a, well, it's, it used to be it's anyway. a region. It's a region of Germany. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. getting Moravian as being some sort of yeah, it's Eastern European church, more. some yeah. German church. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so if you open the Wikipedia, it says that she's born in Moravia. So I don't know. Oh. That's probably mo- ah. something that had moved. It was then. It's a, uh, it's, it's, not it's, as it's, now, now. It's a it's a Czech Republic region. Yeah. Sure, that's she's some that, kind of. I she's like my people. That part of the world is very fluid with borders ah, and things. Check. Compelling. The Soviets decided they were just going to redraw all of that. Yeah. Cir- mm-hmm. Circle gets a square. Mental is correct. Moravia is now part of the Czech Republic. Yes. Awesome. Well, with a name like Elska Junkva. Check. It's all check all over all over the place. So I learned check you something. Race results. Great. Uh, okay. So Sonoma, Lemons Race, it rained a lot. It was a shame watching that. But we had some good performances. Cerveza, BMW 28 one on laps. It's kind of getting boring. They keep winning. They're just so good. Really, it's amazing. The well, Chum- and, and honestly, and, and, do we, and I know I'm interrupting you. They're, they're, it's just that they're talented drivers. They're good drivers. I mean, they yeah. stay out of everybody's way. They help people. People like having them around. Their car is set up well. They're like, yeah, they're, you can't say a really bad word about them. They do a great job, and they are yeah. dominating. So good for them. Uh, the Chump Ganassi Tarjay Racing Eagle Talon actually won B. That must not have a 4G63 in it because they didn't take crank Of course it does. Victory dance right now because the Talon won anything. Look, ever. I can. I, do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's the crank walking. I can hear it from here. <laughs> not this time. Clippity clippity And the, the run CRV, Honda CRV, of course, one Glass C. Good for them. Fantastic. Awesome. Black Iron Racing, they won the IOE with their Opal Cadet because how could you not give it to an Opal Cadet that runs most of the race? So good for those guys. I don't know what car it was. It probably it's must, it wouldn't surprise me if it was something of Spanx. It was <laughs> themed as a princess poster bed. I saw this. It was fantastic. It had like the pink like material 
that like it like billowed in like, the yeah it just kind of like flapped behind it the whole time it was amazing i don't yeah. think it well i don't think it was spank it was uh it was beautiful yeah but it looked and like it something could stick over the moat because sure. that's the kind yes. of thing that it does yes yeah it but looked i have no square. proof of that clearly somebody gets it though they understand oh, yeah. limits it looks yeah. it looked amazing going down the track of someone in a princess bed <laughs> and uh it's over all the rain. It rained for Hooptycon and Radwood too, but some people were cool enough to bring their Ferraris and Lambos yeah, and stuff out, even that, in the rain. Good for them. Saw that Testarossa in like with the wipers on. I'm like, God bless you. Hey, that's that's good new tech money that they're uh, that they're is, willing absolutely. to do that. So, yeah, good for those guys. So, all right. Second shout out for our buddy Santiago. He got us the entry list for the upcoming 100 Acre Wood Rally this weekend in Missouri. Santiago even did the math for us. 79 total entries, 36 Subarus. Boring! Boring. 13 Fords, 4 Hondas, 2 Mazdas. 1 Speed 3. That's interesting. Better be a long roof. Uh, 2 Chevys. These Chevys cannot be weirder, so I'm going to mention them. One of them is, is an S10 with an LS3, and one of them is an all-wheel drive Sonic. I don't know how that happened. No. There's also the Hyundai Tiburon and a Lexus IS350 in the pack. So get dirty out there, people. Cool. Fantastic. Frizzy. Oh, crap. Um <laughs> Okay, so the good, uh, well, of course, number 43, Ken Block. Oh, I don't like Ken Block. And Alex, somebody. Uh, and the Hoonigan um, Racing 94 Ford, uh, excuse me, 95 Ford Escort. Cosworth, uh, uh, he has updated substantially. But the Ford, number 430, Lucy Block, and his wife, and Krista Suckus in the Hoonigan uh, 2015 Ford Fiesta R2. Sucka what? Suckus. Good for her. Hope yeah, she does Alex just as well as he does. Delsamino was a very, very, very uh, successful rallier. Extremely, um, yes. Anyways. Cool. Sorry. So there's some funny out there too. There's Krishna Gandhi and Jake Baxter in the Jake Sucks ninety five Subaru Impreza. So that's good. Nice. That's fantastic. Uh Paul Johansson and Susie Little in their Archer referenced. Krieger Racing Division driving in a Hyundai Tiburon, Tiburon GT. I have no idea what that is, but Mental does. And Mike Erickson and Jacob Good in the Weird Beard Rally in a Lancer. Nice. Exactly. And interesting enough, too, there was one that just stood out to me. Was there's, It's a very Irish uh, theme. Uh, now, the most Irish of the Irish is Seamus Burke and Dara Mullen. In the Shamrock Racing 1977 Ford Escort, but oh, also 77 Ford Escort. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're nice. not, they are not playing around. And then there's oh. Stephen Sherry and Dole Sherry and the Sherry Race in 2002 Ford SVT Focus. Seamus Burke is another very successful rally from the Pro Rally back when they had Pro Rally that hmm. still exists. I don't know. Well, back in yeah. the day, the 77 Escort like actually was a good Absolutely. rally car. That was the yeah. car to have. Yeah. And, and they not only did they find one, so they're having like two like vintage cars because uh, Kim Block went and found another Cosworth Escort and then like put all new guts underneath it, and there's a whole uh, Hoonigan Racing video on it. Cool. Nice. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk about Lucky Dog. How about that? 
Sure. So, Always a good idea. Yeah, you've got to be a little bit curious about what happens in Lucky Dog. So we talked about what we did, but you really just need to experience it yourself. So they're going to be at the Ridge in April 27th and 28th, and it's almost sold out. There's 70 car max there, and there's the early dog discount ends March 27th. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'll just say right here, Chrissy and I what? love the Ridge. It's a great, great track to drive. So if you're around, go do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to get in on discounts because that's always great. Yeah. Uh, the Dog Stock Campery- Camping Jamboree is coming up August 9th through 11th. This sounds so much like so much fun. So there's outdoor fishing, boating, swimming, cornhole, RC cars, maybe some margaritas. And there was like a whole list of all kinds of stuff that's going on at this event. Uh, and they said everything but the race cars. So you're going to go have a blast. Make sure you have to register. There's RV par- and parking and all that kind of fun stuff. There could, is. Could what? you imagine? Sorry, I don't interrupt. What? Could you imagine how drunk our race team would be if they didn't have to say sober enough to race the next day? Like if we all just went. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. Oh, <laughs> like the true. weekends we go to Greg's Lake's house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was like Caligula. Or 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 yeah yeah or Atlantic City. Atlantic City. That was what I was gonna say. Okay, but it sounds like a great time, and it's with with with, with great people. It sounds awesome. Um, all right. So uh, also, Do- Lucky Dog is now racing in Canada. How is that? How awesome would it be to add that to your resume? Like, just so cool. So they're going to be a Calabogie. Calabogie, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I had to look it up. It's three hours north of Syracuse, in case you're wondering. And uh, they're going to be there in early May and late August. And they're going to be in Canadian Tire Motorsports, which is about an hour north of Toronto in late June. So maybe one of those closer than the East Coast, or excuse me, they're closer to you than the West Coast. And you'd be racing in, in Canada, which just sounds like a great thing that you should just brag about. So I got all this information from uh, RaceLucky.com. So they have this information more on registering, how to do it right, and ultimately how you can have fun. So splurge a little. Do something for yourself. Experience a new track and a new series. Just do it. You know, the uh, the Calaboogie race is probably way closer to Bill Fisher and Friends if they wanted to go there instead of the West Coast. Just a thought. Yeah. I don't know. I think he well, wants to go to the West Coast, though. I think he does. But I'm actually looking up now. How far is this from us? Syracuse <laughs> is probably six or seven hours. No, Syracuse I, isn't that bad. I we we bought the like BMW the up there. Would do, I feel like the Z would do really well. Yes, it is three hours north of Syracuse. Between I mean, Rochester and Syracuse, beard. and it's up in the top okay. corner. I'm the only one with a beard, but I'm stroking it. Contem- That's weird. Com- contemplatively. Think of the... Think of the maple syrup we could bring back. <laughs> While Chris is looking up. Is that what let's you're talk excited about? about? Those local to mental. Mental is excited about there. stroking. That's going yes, in the, the show end there. <laughs> yep. If you're nowhere near Syracuse, New York, which you're near Atlanta, the 37th annual Atlanta International Auto Show, Atlanta Spring Thing, you can shop and compare hundreds of new cars, trucks, and SUVs from over two dozen manufacturers in one location. They'll be debuting models for 2020, the latest in alternative fuel vehicles, and great special attractions like the GM Future Liner. It's only once a year with five big days, so you don't want to miss it. March 20th through the 24th at the Georgia World Congress Center. Mental will be there on Wednesday the 20th, uh, but this is not like an OEM show, but it's more like a consumer show. So it's targeted right at you if you're shopping for a car or just want to check it out. On one hand, uh, on hand will be factory and dealer representatives to answer all your questions, not spokesmodels. Although some of those spokesmodels are trained very well, by the way. After the show, we're going to have 
have uh, Brian Medford from the Napa Know How blog on to discuss our favorite cars for 2019 and beyond. There's uh, some potential future live events coming from the show from somebody with really good hair. I don't know which one that'll be, but maybe a live walk through the future liner if Mental can uh, remember to get his phone charged while he's there. Stay tuned to follow all the Auto Show's media. Links are in the show notes, and I guarantee we're going to be Instagramming the hell out of it while Mental is there, so check it out. Um, I did also mention that this was my birthday weekend, so uh, coming for my birthday weekend, not only did I get some random checks from my aunts who for some reason don't realize that I'm 47 and think I still need a check in the mail to celebrate my birthday. I'm not complaining. <laughs> How much was it for? Was it like five dollars? Ten dollars. Enough to buy some tools. Okay. Enough to go a little crazy Wee! at the old hey, harbor at the, dollar, at the dollar store. No, no, the har- harbor freight. I had Harbor Freight money. Um, that's 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 a good money for 47 in ants because I got none of that. Exactly. My my wife laughs every time it shows up. What she doesn't laugh at is when I get the box from Pennsylvania that is filled with cookies. That is from Chrissy's mom. So yeah, we had two big boxes. There's only about one box left or two whatever they are, little round tray things. We mm-hmm. had two. There's only one left, so one of them disappeared. Uh thanks, Chrissy's mom. And hi. Hi. You're welcome. It's all pigs in space, everybody, in case you haven't it. Is it is pigs in space. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so as usual, we had some awesome responses to what you're working on when we posted our picture of work that we were doing on in the Civic. So uh, Dean was working on his tan and b- uh, blood alcohol content. I think he all was post- posting from a boat. Uh, Bill's working on the Capri, the 3.8 installation. Amanda's working on a fan controller on a 64 Rolls. That looked sad. Old. Old, right? Old. Old. Yeah. Yeah, they said Rolls. Old. 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 Got it. Sorry. Uh, Uncle Dave was working on installing fire suppression system. Matt Farinchek was finishing his taxes. Donnie won big at the Concourse de Lemons in their 2006, did I write that correct? 2006 yeah. Saturn Ion Red Line with the comp package. It had numbers car. on the side, too. It did. It did. It yeah. was looking, yeah, it's it was a, pretty clean. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's taking good care of that. Yep. That's why he won. He had a whole seat full of fun stuff. Doesn't uh, rust because A, plastic. Yeah. B, Florida. Mm. Florida? California. You said Sonoma. California. California? Yeah. Oh, oh also, wrong Donnie. Doesn't Sorry, rest. I thought we were talking about Florida man Donnie. <laughs> no, other know. Donnie. No. We have uh, that many listeners, we can't even keep track of each what? individual person's <laughs> names anymore. Gosh darn Donnie's listen to this show for I'm sorry. I didn't, well, I didn't, <sighs> I just didn't realize there were more. Um, so no, no, that's all... not a you apology. That's a Jeff apology. Yeah, that's, that's how you know we're getting successful. We're no longer on a first name basis with every single listener. So. Hi, well, we are, but it's like all the Chris's, you know. Right? <laughs> all the Donnie's. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Gregory was taking out the trash, a sadness picture of the well-loved Alpha being held up by a forklift at the uh, at their crushing site. That was the end Saw of that, that car. And I'm, I'm, you can't see this. You can't see this uh, there, Gregory. But I'm I'm pouring some beer onto my carpet. My dogs oh, are looking it that. all up. But but for for the alpha, yeah. I'm trying to rattle a little bit of my soft drink, also. No. <laughs> okay. And uh, Kelly was re- working on reducing their carbon take. So thanks for all your pictures. Working on fun stuff, and hopefully everything that you were doing was successful. 
Awesome. And you know what else is awesome? Suspension. I, I didn't have a good... <laughs> I didn't have a good transition there. I tried. That's better than um, us just yelling at our ceiling. Main true. topic time. So Main no. topic time. Where's that too? Today, we, we didn't really like preview this show at all. We probably no. should have like at the top of the show mentioned, but we're going to talk about suspension and suspension settings today and uh, how to make that pig handle because, you know, when you bought it, it was probably terrible. And just by slapping good tires on it doesn't make it go around the corners. But you, too, can have a race setup suspension just by following our somewhat technical advice. I don't think we're going to go too deep today, but we are going to talk about some of the main broad strokes of setting up a suspension. And I I get to start here because I have had some of the worst suspended vehicles on the planet, including my $200 Miata. And I'm just going to say that before you start, you cannot align or put a good alignment on a car that is jello. So I paid $200 for a hella beat Miata. We called it Miracle. <laughs> the bushings were dead. The control arm sucked. The shocks were blown. The mounts were terrible. The sways, even, you know, until we changed them, were also bad. Like, you really need to set, if, if you got a crap car and if you bought it for $500, it's probably pretty crappy. You need to baseline well, it first. And if honestly, if you're listening to the show, you bought a crap car. Uh, true, true. But there, there's a drastic difference between a well handling machine with 15 years and 200,000 miles on it, and your average Hyundai that's five years old. That Hyundai's bushings are probably still together. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. really, really old car that m- might even have low miles on it, the rubber deteriorates and you really need to a- at least get to crappy stock fresh before you start putting any on high dollar components because you just you can't bolt crap to you can't bolt good things to crap. And well, you can. It's just not going to work that you well. Can. For it's you. just not going to work <laughs> if, if things flex. The whole idea behind this is the chassis must be rigid enough for the suspension to work. And if it's rusted out like my avalanche, (laughs) you got bigger problems and you really shouldn't start by just buying some springs and buying some shocks and buying some sways and throwing it on crap. Yep. So we're not going to talk about any of that today. We're talking about wheel alignment, really. So, but it's just right on the fact that his main point of you've got to have things in decent shape to start off with because if anything's too sloppy you're not even going to be able to go to get a good alignment on it and his miata is a great example i drove that not long before it went under its um, renovation and the suspension was basically like a loose consortium of of you know tribes that had a vague like <laughs> understanding of they, the- that a trade deal right, right exactly <laughs> So, together. Yeah, they weren't but, family tight, but they they talked, they talked enough. They weren't at war, but they were definitely doing their own thing at each wheel. So we want to avoid that. Um, and so tonight we're really going to talk about what you can do to start setting up suspension with an alignment, because alignment is as basic as we get. We can't do one show on suspension setup because it's, it would be four hours long and everyone would turn it off and fall asleep. So. Alignment is a great place to start because really anybody can do the basic things of alignment before you even get to the advanced stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about. So the first thing is what is an alignment? It's really about getting all your wheels 
pointing in the directions you want them to point. Now, the main components are camber, toe, and caster. Camber, as you've seen this on, uh, on, the, on the Hella Flush Kids cars, when the <laughs> wheels at the top point H- in. H2O? H2O yep. fast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, the yeah. The wheels that, at I'm the excited. top are in a lot further than they are at the bottom. That's extreme negative camber. So you in a race car, you want some negative camber, but not 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 like they do. Se- yes, Seventy-seven Jeff. Triumph Spitfire. Yep, I guess every single one of them negative camber. Tons. And the transluce transverse leaf spring that yes. just got weaker and weaker and weaker. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mental. Yes. I thought they all wanted to be hella flush. No. They do. Oh. When I was in Germany in the early 90s, the car to have for all the local German gearheads was the E24 chassis BMW 323. It was the Mustang GT. Same problem. Ultimately, the rear squat would always come out to where the rear tires were always horribly hella flush because mm-hmm. they'd yep. wear them out. So that's camber. You're, everyone's seen that. Toe is imagine you're looking at the car from the top, like you're, you're a drone hovering over the car looking down at the front wheels, let's say. If the front of the front wheels are pointing in, if it's duck-toed, that's towed in. If they're pointing out, then that's towed out. So you can imagine if they're towed in or out significantly and the car is trying to roll, they're just fighting each other. Yes. This is when you learn how to ski? Yes, pizza, when french fries. Pizza, french fries. Pizza, french fries. Exactly. Good one. And last one is caster. Caster is basically, if you look at the wheel from the side... It's the angle between the top pivot point and the bottom pivot point. So the best way I can describe this is having a positive caster, which you don't want. I think it's positive. I always forget which one. The, the bad one is like a supermarket shopping wheel where the attachment, the wheel kind of drags behind the attachment points. So the angle of it's forward. The good one that you want, but not to this extreme, is like a chopper where the angle is toward the front. The wheel is ahead of the fork. Yes, exactly. I, I'm going to be honest with you right now. Yeah. I could not have answered what is caster two minutes ago. Well, now you can. Isn't that fun? Now I can. I'm very excited. Right. So if you have caster like <laughs> okay. a shopping cart, you don't have any stability. Okay. So, so let's just go and we're on caster. Let's talk a little bit more about caster. So if it's like the shopping cart one, you have no stability because it's just kind of falling behind and, and wagging along. And it, it's just not stable. And you can see when you take the shopping cart and it just kind of moves around. You see how that happens. Exactly. Exactly, Jeff. Um, so, but the other thing is when you have caster the right way, as you turn the wheel, you get more and more negative camber. Just the way the design of the suspension is. And you'll see this on, like, especially like Mercedes. If the wheel's turned all the way over, you'll see a lot of negative camber, yeah. particularly on the inside yeah. wheel. So you want basically as much caster as you can get for your suspension design. Usually you can't get all that much. Usually there's no adjustment for caster. Just take what you can get on it. So, that's caster. Camber is one that that you can adjust. That's one you know on some cars you can. Sometimes you have to make things to do it. Like they have camber kits and camber plates and all kinds of different ways to change that top angle. So you want to get that to you know we'll, we'll talk later about exactly about where you want to get it. But um, you want a little bit negative. Depends on how loose your car is because imagine your car is, is you know stock suspension and it rolls over a lot. The whole body is moving, so therefore the wheel is moving with that, so you want to have enough camber to counteract the roll of the car so that when the car is rolled all the way over, the wheel is then sitting level. So you're using the whole contact patch. 
So yeah, some of it's depending on tires and, and things like that, but that's the basics of that. Uh, and tow, you want all the wheels generally pointed the same direction. Good, good call. Good call. Yeah, I like that. Right. You know, if you have more than you know anywhere more than a quarter inch from zero, either way, it depends on. There's reasons to have it any of those directions, but any more than a quarter inch, the car's not going to drive right. So those are the basic things that you want to note for those different alignment points. And we'll get more into detail on some of them as we keep going. But why do you care about all this? Because you already are getting bored. I'm talking too much. (laughs) You want your tires to work in harmony. Everything will be happier when all the tires are working together, trying to go the same way, doing what you want them to do. You're also not going to wear your tires out. We've wiped off brand new tires in one day with with an alignment that was not set up right. That's not cost effective. Tires are expensive. Let's get good tire wear out of these. You also want predictable performance. If you have alignment that's wacky, the car is not going to handle like you expect. And it might not handle the same way from left turns to right turns, which makes it even harder to drive and harder to push. So you want to keep the car stable and predictable and confidence-inspiring. Unless uh, you're a roundy to... round. True. Absolutely. We're not talking roundy round. We're talking road course tonight because roundy round is a whole different world. And there's things like wedge. And, and actually, and it, it, I don't it, even I don't know to, any of that crap. Not to argue with, with Jeff as he argues with Chris, but even roundy round, they do the same thing because they still want all four tires working in concert and doing the same thing. It's just that thing is slightly left of what a road course car is. So yep. it, 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 it's still the same concept. Yep. Yeah. If your car is set up right, it's going to be faster in the corners because the wheels are pointing, they're they're working together to turn you around, turn you around the corner. And if down the straights, if they're not fighting each other, that scrubbing of the tires as they fight each other costs you speed as you go straight. And lastly, it's less pressure on your suspension. If it's constantly fighting it, you're having a lot of pressure on your suspension attachment points, which can lead to fatigue over time. So those are all the reasons that you actually care about some of this, really. Great. I have a question. Yes. I decided that we should talk about what are some signs that your alignment might be off. Great. Why don't you I tell us? Up, because you've oh, had I plenty with, of reasons in the past. Well, I did, and I wanted to know if you wanted to talk talk about them. So um, here are it. some ideas that you came up with. So you know your alignment might be off when your vehicle is pulling to the left or right. And I have a situation going on right now, and that's how I know that my alignment is off. Uh, uneven or rapid tire wear. I've also had this um, on my daily, and I had a couple, and that's why we had to take our camber out because my camber was, I had camber in my wheels, and oh, and the tires were wearing, but the car looked awesome and it was set up great for the track. That I never took it on the track, and therefore I was just killing tires. So uh, look for tire wear. Like every one of those hella flush kids. I oh, keep well, and oh my, yeah. I was not hella flush. I had some nice, just a little bit of camber, um, but it was too much and it was to, to kill the tires. Um, your steering wheel's crooked and uh, even when you're driving straight or your steering wheel vibrates. Uh, Chris has had this issue. We had this issue with a couple of cars, actually, and especially when they try to fix it and then they don't put it back right. But really, uh, when your steering wheel is not right when you are going straight. And lastly, squealing tires. So um, sometimes the balance of the car isn't what you think it should be. It might be darty, loose, understeer more than you think it should. So I'm asking this not to help you identify, but my uh, wheels are going to be aligned soon. And I recently noticed my car was pulling to the right when I went over a bump. 
and uh, we'll, I think we'll figure out it's wrong and we'll figure out what's going on with that sometime soon. That's actually a great thing is you might only be experiencing some of these, you know, ill handling things when you're closer to the limit or in rough road or on a big bump. Or so like that's, 422. Yeah, like all the time. <laughs> Which is all of those like, things. All, the all those things. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you might be like, oh, my alignment's fine because on a straight, flat, perfectly good road, if I let go of the steering wheel, it goes straight. Yes. Well, that doesn't really mean that your alignment is right. Because or it that could it might be not be one of the alignment. Many, yeah, that or it could be, be one of the problem. Exactly. Could be one of those other things that you talked about it being loose. So. Let's talk about some basic target alignment settings. Like, where do you want them? And this varies hugely depending on the car and the setup, but this is a rough start. So, toe is the easy one. Every car has toe adjustments. Every car needs the toe set. In general, you, you will, first off, you always start at the back. The back is the one that may or may not have any adjustability. If you do have adjustability, you want to get it centered left to right, and that's your base. And usually, you're going to want about zero toe in the back. Sometimes if you want the car to rotate more, you get some toe out. Like that's how we used to get the Honda to rotate before we um, stiffened up the rear springs is by towing it out. So you think about it, the wheels are wanting to point out they want to help the car go around a turn. If it's toe in like the NSX has, it's trying to be stable and keep that back end from coming around so it keeps it towed in. So in general, up to a quarter inch either way. Um, usually I, I like to set it up to closer to zero and more like an eighth or less either way, depending on the car. Yeah. Mental. And this is going to be across the board, given what you're saying, the NSX to the civic for front drive and rear drive cars. It, it, the principles are all the same, but the front drives are the ones that you want to make rotate. The rear drivers are the ones you kind of want to help keep it, keep it together. So mm, like right. the setup on the Z from Nissan, for example, they're recommending a slight amount of toe in, in the rear. So mm -hmm. that's what we'll do. We'll give it a slight amount of toe in the rear as a baseline before we start adjusting it. But And now in the front, you if you want the car to be very aggressive and turn in and have very sharp initial bite when you turn in, like a lot of autocrossers run a lot of toe out in the front so that when they turn, the inside wheel is turning even more than the outside wheel and it's helping them just really aggressively bite into the corner. That's but interesting. You, I never yeah. knew they did that. If you have too much, though, the car gets dirty. Especially yes. under heavy braking when it's all compression and all the, all the weight is on the front, it's just going to move around on you. So you know, that's, that's the drawback to that. Now, if you go toe in, the car is just going to not have the stability that you want it to have at any time because it's fighting. It's pushing in against each other all the time. So usually you don't do much in the way of toe in in the front. Usually it's, it's zero to toe out in the front. The back, it's out if you have, want the car to rotate, but usually it's slightly in to keep the back stable. So that's toe. <clears throat> Caster, we already talked about, basically put it at max because you're never going to really have enough adjustment to get too much. Camber, you're going to want usually from somewhere between two and four degrees of negative camber. And when people say like, oh, I've, I've got more camber, they, they're always talking negative. No one really ever wants more you know, positive, wants positive camber, and that doesn't happen. No, I want like, all my tires to wear on the outside. <clears throat> exactly. Or, you know, unless you're racing a 1947 MGTC, and that's just how they came, <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, but you didn't want it. That's just how it showed That's up. just how it was, right. <laughs> well, so, I, I know a whole bunch of people that have a lot of extra tire wear on the outside, so or tire availability on the outside. It's because they're hella flush. He yeah. Hella flush guys only use the inside yeah. tiny bit. So they can they can flip the tires over, but yeah. actually, 
amazingly, toe is worse for tire wear than camber. Camber over a long time will wear your tires a little bit more, a little bit differently. It depends on how low profile they are. But toe is much worse. Toe is like dragging the car sideways, basically, for how the tires wear. Where camber is just like putting pressure on one side of it. Yeah, camber, you're not using the whole tire. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and toe, you're using the whole tire. You're just using it horribly inefficiently. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, a cheese grater. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think a lot of the Hella Flush guys lose their tires because of body contact more really than mm. wearing out. Yeah, all I'm, the above, I'm going really. To, yeah, yeah, I'm going to perf- I'm going to be the first guy to figure out how to fit a sport bike tire onto one of those Hella Flush rims. Then they can just flip them, you know, and it's like the uh, the Darksiders on the uh, sport touring board, except, you yeah. know, the opposite stuff. It's they, already been done, Metal. I've seen it. Uh, okay. I've seen all it. Right, well, and honestly, it's, it's a lot more logical than what they're already doing with square tires. Yeah. Cool. Am I ready? Am I next? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I think so. So basically, if your car body rolls a lot, you want more camber. If it's a race car, you really, in general, like to set up most of our cars up between three and three and a half degrees of camber if you can get it. If it's more of a street car, you want it more like one and a half to two. Just enough and, and to what give devices you a little do you wear. use to measure this? Well, we'll, we'll get there. We're going to get to the okay. tools in a moment. Uh, but I, I'm going to I'm going to talk real quick. I know people are furiously trying to write down the numbers that Chris just said, and they're like, like you know, there's some ceramist out there, like hitting rewind. <laughs> like, I need these numbers. He's Look, on an airplane, so he's got time. Here, here's the deal. I've never really did this before with it, except for like with Chris, like him saying, turn that three more times, put in another shim. Like I, I never really knew what I was doing until I built my Miata. And with no adult supervision, because you two were away for the weekend or something, I did it on my Miata and it wasn't hard. I Googled it to find the process. YouTube is your friend's. If you have a performance car out there, there are people arguing about the perfect specs and they're arguing within a a single degree. So if you have a Miata and you want to autocross it, there are 50 guys out there who can tell you what the settings are going to be. If you have a performance car, don't try and like think about it. Start with somebody else's setup and move it from there. We use Chris's head uh, hub stands, and I followed literally the printed directions in the box, and I and it worked out. So don't fear that you don't understand anything Chris just said, because I didn't understand half of it. And I freely admit that you don't need to know everything perfectly. Just just do it. Just do it. It's really do it the quick and easy stuff. Just check your toe at the very least. Try to make sure it's even from left to right. Like you do that. And you're already in, in a better shape than most people. So, um, and knowing how to refine your setup to your car and your tastes is a whole other episode. We're not even going to get into that now. So right now, listen to Jeff because Jeff is right. Because there's probably something out there, but at the very least, look at your manufacturer's recommended toe settings. Do that. Look at how much camber can you get, and if you can get into the threes, you're fine. Essentially, that there's your basics for for really basic setup. So there's a, there's a bunch of ways you can do this alignment. So we're going to try to touch on those briefly and not get too into the weeds. The simplest thing you can possibly do, you can do on almost any car. You just need two people and a little bit of detail is tape measure and the grooves of the tires. Now, this is especially good if you have a tire that has a, a groove that goes all the way around that's consistent. 
I love center bands. I know. Center bands are great. It's hard on a tire like in a Zenus that does not have any consistent spot that goes all the way around in it. But if you have one that has any spot in it, have, you know, one person with the end of the tape, tape measure in a groove that they're going to do, same front to back, other person measuring it, and then you measure the front of the tire as far up as you can go without the tape measure fouling on anything under the car. And then you measure it at the back side. Again, same grooves as you did at the front for both of you. And as far up as you can go without fouling into the car, compare the measurements. And if it's a, a bigger measurement on the front, that means you have toe out. If it's a bigger measurement on the back, you have toe in. And you want to adjust the length of the tie rods, either extend them or retract them, so that you get closer to zero. Yeah, That's this the is really the easiest thing rip. to figure out. If the front of your tires are further apart than the back of your tires, your toe is pointed out. Yep. And some cars have the tie rods in the front. If it's a front steer, some cars have it at the back of the wheel. So I can't say if you're towed out, lengthen your tie rods. It depends on which side you are. So if you're not sure, make an adjustment. Make it the same on both sides. Like do one turn on both sides. Measure it again. What happened? See how far it went experiment a little bit but it's nice to do the same on both sides so you don't end up having wacky toe where one wheel it might be the right amount but one wheel might be pointed straight with the other three and the other one's not this is like what the tr used to look like all the time none of the four wheels are actually pointed in the same direction <laughs> even though it was a live axle so uh that's that's, that's the, the most simple thing you can do yes absolutely and mental like when we were at uh at ncm that one time and we were trying to talk about this like you can tell a quick story about that well, so it was exactly that now. And, and, and I'm going to go into, and Chrissy's actually got some great input on this, but when Chrissy's like, you, what? Well, no, what? She, she was talking uh-huh. about, these are some signs. Now it was oh, actually okay. something very oh. subtle and it's not like Hamsa doesn't know how to build a car, but it was that particular track. And I'm going to talk about it more in a second, but Hamsa was talking, or, but Chris got out of the car and said, I feel we need to make uh, a toe adjustment Quite simple. And actually, we didn't even use the grooves of the tires. We used the plates. And if I'm not mistaken, you can even use, if you if you know they're within the same width of each other, two-by-fours mounted to the outsides of the tires. Yep. And make those, measures, measure, make those measures the front and back. So you, and you'll go keep going there, the, the two tape measurements on that one. Yep. And, yep. and it literally was – now, the, the key to this, though, is it's got to be patience because you have to make those adjustments – Jack the car up, set the car back down, and then we would put it in neutral and roll it back and forth. Back and forth. Feet. It wasn't excessively difficult, but it probably took us about 90 minutes just to make it maybe, what, a degree? What were we adjusting at that day, Chris? Oh, we were way towed out on that car. So, yeah, it probably took us an hour, but we were also drinking beers and talking to people and having a good time. But but it was about being patient and then yeah. getting good measurements, and then we just followed all the steps. It's and, so it's it's not technically challenging at all, and it took you about fifteen minutes to teach me how to do it. And it probably took me about twenty minutes to learn how to do it. Yeah, and it, you don't have to necessarily jack every car up, but most of ours are going to be low enough. You do some of them, you can kind of reach up under the front and get to it and do it that way, or turn the wheel all the way to the side and do it that way. But um, whatever you have to do to adjust it, the, Mental made a great point about rolling it back and forth between measurements, because otherwise, when especially when you jacked it up, the suspension is not settled. It's not in its final spot, and you're not going to get a proper measurement. By rolling it back and forth, it lets the tires slip and get back to its natural natural state. So thanks, Mental, for that one. Uh, another way you can do basically the same thing is with two plumb bobs. You take two plumb bobs on a string, drape them over the tire, 
and see where they point at the ground and do this on both sets of tires. You need four plumb bobs total, one on each side, and then measure where the plumb bobs are, and that gives you a measurement. That's especially good on tires that don't have a, a good solid center groove. Um, you could even put some tape on the ground and mark mark where it is and measure that way too if you're really into it. But uh, that's that's a simple way. Mental also mentioned toe plates. Toe plates are around. They're simple. It's just basically a flat piece of metal that kicks out of the bottom for the tire. You get this up against your wheel, hold it tight and firm, measure with two tape measures, one in the front and one in the back. It immediately gives you what the measurement is. And then you can do the math and whether you're towed out or you're towed in, do your adjustments, move the car around, repeat. So those three ways are basically the same thing, just a different way of doing the measurements. I I just want to say that uh, I quick checked on Amazon. A set of toe plates is like 59 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that if you have a race car, you don't have a set of toe plates because they make that job so much easier. We've stolen Bruce's so many times, I'm embarrassed that I never yep. even looked and saw how cheap they were. Yeah, and it is. But if it's one of those things where it's it's your race car, you've been racing for a couple of years, but you just got this car, or you're doing it in your garage, there's any number of straight edges that can be used in a pinch. You know, at the track, yeah, somebody will loan you toe plates every time. Yeah, I, I, before I had the setup I do now, I did the tape measure and the tire tread so many times, and it gets you close. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is all talking about toe with camber. Best way to do camber is uh, get a flat surface uh, on your wheel itself, not on the tire, because the tire way it deforms is not going to give you good accurate reading. But if you get it on the wheel, use the level on your iPhone, your Android phone, or you know if you have a better level than that that's more accurate, do it. But that's going to give you a pretty reasonable accurate reading. So. Try that. And that's what camber is. Just put the wheel, put the, the, the iPhone vertically on a flat surface that's on the wheel and check it. See what it says. Yeah. Good old bubble level. That's how we built the Wartburg. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, like, that's not like the good, iPhone 1. That's not a good thing to do. Oh, yeah. That bubble level tape welded. measure. Well, it was like, it was like I, they're I, there. I, weld it. Weld it. Quick. <laughs> well, and also, it is, is, is you know, uh, uh, Bill Fisher sent us the link to the Wartburg article yet again because I, I love that GRM keeps digging that one up. But while it was odd, the Wartburg was extremely predictable. Once we knew it was going to do weird stuff in every corner, just it, let it, it do the, the same weird, weird stuff. Things. Sure, no yeah. problem. <laughs> Yeah, the steering was the worst, but anyway. <laughs> it was oh, a suggestion, really. There, there, yeah. was the, there was the, you had to remember which way the steering column was going to shift <laughs> before you make the turn. And yeah. then decide if you're going to push the steering wheel over first and then turn. That was and, and then contort your ankle for the gas to get full throttle before you needed full throttle to make sure the back end didn't go in front of the front. Then there was the full squat wiggle. And yep. we do the, do the wiggle. All right. Yep. Anyway, the next is, so I, is a more complicated thing. It's called the string setup. If you're not sure how to do this, go online and read. But essentially what it comes down to is making a box of string around the car that is square to the car. And then from there, you use a tape measure to measure to from the string to the front and backs of the wheels to see what your toe is. So that sounds like getting, a bad idea. It is. Well, getting a, a proper square box around the car is really hard because 
the track width front to rear is often not the same from front to rear. So you have to know exactly what your track width is. And if your car is stock, well, okay, now it's easy. If you've done things to your car, like put an integer suspension on your Civic or put a boat on your truck or things like that, you it's not going to happen. Your suspension isn't the same anymore. You don't know what your track width is, and that makes it a lot harder to set up. So but, if it's a common is, car, you can do it. Go ahead. But this is like an old school thing that all the old hot rodders would do. Yeah. If you got a guy with like 25 years older than me who knows how to tune a carburetor really well, they know how to do this string thing. Yeah, the, the guy racing his MGB in the 70s, this is what he was doing. Because mm-hmm. so, you didn't have these many, and, and, it, and it works yeah. because physics is physics. Yeah, like it doesn't change. And and for you young folks that might be listening, this is actually this and putt putt and pool the only practical applications of geometry. <laughs> okay, well, it helps when you're like putting a roof on, building a roof on a shed or something like that. Yeah, so that's, that's good. Yeah, estimating your materials usage. Uh-huh. Just a shed. Yeah, that's 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 not geometry though. That's technically algebra because you're like figuring out area and sh- no, but stuff. you need to figure out angles. There's angles. Yeah. 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 Let's move on to hub stands. Hub stands is the next, and that's what we use mostly. It's a plate that bolts to your wheel, your hub in place of your wheel, and the car rests on this stand that has little wheels at the bottom, so it can move, and you then have full access to all of your suspension to be able to adjust things. And they have little arms on them so that you put tape measures on to see what your toe is. They, they kind of look like like highly hyper-accurate and funky like uh, jack stands. They do. Yeah, it's like jack stands that bolt to your hubs with wheels on them. And it works great, frankly. It's, I love having them. It makes all the suspension setup easier. Yes, mental. And feel free to argue with me on this one, but I know that there are people. You're wrong! And not just not say. just oh, not just really? highly intelligent ceramicists that listen to this show and go, well, I'm going to skip all this crap and I'm just going to go buy the best tool for the job right away. And I would argue if you don't understand the basics, if you haven't done the plumb bobs or the toe plates or any of that kind of stuff, you really should fiddle with that before you go invest in these hub stands because it's a worthwhile investment, but you need to understand what you're doing before you make the investment in that tool. Yeah, they are not cheap. I've got the Paco Motorsports ones for flying Miata, and they are excellent, but not cheap. Um, but you know, the, the the ends of them have striations and sixteenths of degree, sixteenths of inches, and um, half degree for camber. So you can measure everything with this, especially if you use there's a laser tool that comes with it. And that's where we're getting yeah, freaking laser, laser beams. Yeah, and with yours the are stands, yours are junks though. My laser beams work fine. Oh, we had to get about? them. Um, we had to one of them broke, them. and I had to get another one. So that's not a big deal. Now it works great, but you can use these to shoot the laser from the one to the other to check your thrust angle. The thrust angle is the difference in in where the rear wheels are pointing to where the front wheels are pointing. That's a hard. I thing only to get. learned that like two races ago because nice. you you showed something and you're like, man, the thrust angle is all the way off on this one. And I was like, oh uh, yes, uh, what? yeah, yes, it is. Uh huh. Oh. So. And that's how a professionals do it is they have a, 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 a thing that bolts to the hub at all four wheels that has optical sensors or lasers in it. And then the computer reads where those are and puts it up on a screen. And that's how the professionals do it. And they adjust it on, it moves that way. So, um, and that speaking of Bill, I sent him a link to a guy in the GRM board who was selling a 1992 Hunter alignment machine. Ooh. in Connecticut for 300 bucks, And I said, hey, your hanger needs this. And he said, yes, yes, it does. So Bill just bought 
a three hundred dollar <laughs> old hunter alignment machine. Um, and oh. when you're using an alignment machine, who's like going to teach him how to use it? Uh, Alan. Alan, you're right. Yeah. Alan when, can when you're using well, an old yeah, hunter it's, alignment it's, machine or hub Bill, stands, too. Bill just learned. Yeah. Either one of those. The thing is, you have to have what's called um. There, there's plates that go underneath each wheel or some way to let the wheel move freely. Because if you have the friction, things aren't going to move right. So like the slip slip plates, exactly. Slip plates or on the hub stands, they have they have um, casters on the bottom of them that, that allow the movement. So you need to have some kind of movement when you're doing something that, that it's when it's done weighted, you have to have the movement. And that's the, so you don't have to roll it back and forth like we were talking about. That's why you roll it back and forth. So. Anyway, so those are, those are the basic ways you can do an alignment. It's from anything from the quick and dirty to the professional. And um, it's just about taking a bunch of measurements, make small adjustments, <laughs> ideally on both sides at the same time, creep up on what it, don't, don't go way past it and come back, creep up on the setting you want, look up online of where it should be for your car or in your shop manual or talk to someone who knows, and uh, a little patience and you'll be blessed with a car that handles a lot better. Awesome. Meta, you going to wrap this up for us? I am. So this is a, it, we've said this a billion times, but I, you know, I'm, I'm the uh, resident arrive and drive scammer. And Chrissy gave you all the signs that your alignment might be off, but here's what you need to keep in mind as the driver. Don't diagnose the car unless it's yours. So what you want to do is not, Oh, well I listened to this everyone racers podcast and the, car is squealing so i'm going to tell him that his alignment's off no Radio... i think we need four degrees in the flammer scammer that your johnson rod needs to be re-chromed <laughs> exactly and and and, and Fred, what number four <laughs> ball bearings <laughs> so don't diagnose the car unless it's yours if you're then we're talking about race cars because that's what this show is about radio exactly what is happening and not just what but when is it only happening in turn number three which is why you need to learn the turns jeff or it's every left-hander that's beyond 60 degrees or it's only over this bump or down the straightaway man this car is just sketchy as crap and i don't want to go full throttle because i feel like it's dancing all over the place so talk to the car's builder and let them know what's going on. And it's probably not going to get resolved right away because it's a suspension setting. And unless something really bad is happening, they're going to keep you out there and you have to adjust to it. To that end, grinding. This is bad. Don't stay out there if the car is making a consistent grinding noise like you're going all the way through turn seven and it's going <laughs> the whole time. That Jeff, Jeff is there. You go. Jeff is looking for a, a, an audio aid on that one. And now I know we've got a lot of builders out there that that race these cars only two or three races a year, and then they go hitch a ride with this guy or that guy or there. And you know what? I set my car up for the season. I'm good. But these things have a very insidious nature. Road Atlanta is always going to be hard on the driver's side front of your car. Front driver, rear driver doesn't matter because you're coming out of 11 into 12 and that's where all the weight gets shifted. Some of the tracks that are out there that are really, really bad pavement. Um, CMP. I, I want, CMP. C, yeah, okay. CMP. Exactly. CMP comes to mind. And then before the repave, how it's up back in the day, or you've got cracks or bumps or things that are making hard hits to your suspension think about this this is a hammer that is smacking on an adjustable bolt somewhere in your suspension 
So this is actually something you're going to want to recheck. I'll, I'll, I'll be blunt and say probably before every race, you at least want to get a baseline. But what will happen, Chrissy talked about, if your steering wheel's not straight and you're trying to get the car to go straight, that's one of those things. But it's not something unless it's an obvious failure that you're going to notice. You're just going to notice it's like one degree, two degree, three degrees. Before you know it, you're going down the straightaway and you're looking through your A-pillar to actually look down straight straight ahead of the track because you're crabbing that bad, but you didn't notice because it happened over time. So get this stuff back to a baseline before you take it to the track, before you throw it on the trailer. That's yeah, that, cool. that's that's my my thing on there. Sorry. It's easier to do at home oh, than the track, good. too. Does, does Absolutely. That count as, yes. Does that count as your rant that I see that you're going to do here, or is that a totally Not, different rant? It is a completely different Complete. Rant. Completely different <laughs> mental rant. Also known Folks. as everyone's favorite subject or topic. Just, just the tip. Tip. Not even it's doing spring. it. It's springtime, folks. It's pretty outside. I don't know what the weather's like up where you guys are. All right, it's, it's like it's seventy. It was fifty it's today. Getting. All right. It's pretty good. It's and it's not freezing. Motorcycles are everywhere. Now, yesterday it was above seventy. I hopped on the bike. I had to ride my little part-time job. I'm riding home, and I, I'm. It's not just us. While I was getting gas, I saw two other motorcyclists. We're all talking, and on my way home, there were two separate instances. I had a guy on a brand new motorcycle. Uh, clearly a first time motorcyclist. He's uh, got a little, uh, I think it was a, uh, the, the 300 ninjas, what they're running now. First time biker. It was, it was, a, it was a new one. Yeah. It's, it's the evolution of the 250 ninja. And he comes around me nice wide pass because he was going a little bit faster than I was. And on his bumper, and I mean three feet is a Cadillac CTS. And it is apparently just annoyed that a 300cc displacement motorcycle is going faster than he had. And he thought it was a perfectly good idea to be three feet from his bumper to teach him a lesson. That is a 4,500-pound fucking vehicle. If that guy starts Ooh, has to break, if that guy has to break suddenly, you're going to kill him. So whatever great sin he did to you and you and your lovely insulated, you know, giant shell of a vehicle, really? You need to teach him that lesson so bad that he has to die. Are you out of your mind? Five minutes after that, I am merging back onto where two freeways merge. In front of me is a full dresser Harley riding two up. Uh, I had a full dresser Harley. They weigh as much as this Plymouth Question. I have in my garage. Yes. Question. This is this yes. is called the uh, the the the, the uh, jargon giraffe. What the <laughs> hell is two up? He's got a passenger. Got it. You've never seen that? No. Nope. Oh, sexual harassment panda, yes. Jargon giraffe. No. If someone says something you don't understand and you think it's jargon, you go, put your hand up like this. Jargon giraffe. Oh, that's not an original. He's got a original? passenger. So this is a this is a Harley Davidson and he's he's got a it's a full dresser, which means he's got all the luggage and everything on there. This this motorcycle costs more than my first house. He's riding two up and he is going down the lane when an Acura goes to occupy the exact same space and then swerves over at the last minute. First, a Harley Davidson 
first off, a, a Harley Davidson, even with the stock, stock exhaust, has never snuck up on anybody in the history of ever. That is, this is one of the reasons I got rid of my Harley, is because so many people are so enthusiastic about that stupid noise, and I could see the guy in his potato, car, potato, 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 waving his arms around like, "Where did you come from?" This vehicle did not manifest itself out of vapor. It has an atomic mass. And the guy tried to occupy the space because he simply didn't look in the mirror. And while he's still doing this rant, now I roll up. I'm on a red, white, and blue, shiny, happy motorcycle. It looks like the Captain America bike. And I've got saddlebags on mine, which means it has the displacement of the Baptist choir director. So I've got giant hips. And there's no way That's he didn't see fat, me right? either. Exactly. And he suddenly just like blinks like I came out of nowhere. Folks, we're out. It's pretty. Motorcycles are everywhere. Just look in your mirrors. And if you're looking in your side mirrors on either side of your car, and you can see the fender. Your mirrors are incorrectly adjusted. Oh, adjust we should have a show about that. Oh. And, now, and now, and I get it, especially sport bikers. There's a lot of them that are jerks, and they're doing Mach 3, and they think that three inches is a safe distance, and I'm sorry for them, and I wish they weren't jerks. But there's a whole lot more of us out there that are just doing our thing, and if you don't check your mirrors, you're going to kill us. End of rant. Hey, but don't you know the best safety gear around is a Corona tank top and flip-flops? <laughs> All right, so we've got some scheduling notes as I see Jeff is picking up his speaker. That's right. Uh, look on our YouTube this weekend. We are going to record a live episode on St. Patrick's Day from the CNC Mayhem Factory, and that is Sunday. So we're going to have a link to that on our Facebook as well. We are looking at a planning time of, let's say, because most people have to work the next day, maybe 8 o'clock. Depends on Jeff. Not- wait, wait, we're recording Sunday at 8 o'clock? Sunday at 8 o'clock. I thought we were recording Saturday. That's fine. Whatever. You want to do Saturday? I'll change it right now. We'll do it this nah. weekend. How about that? Watch, well, watch yeah, social media. Because for... oh, well, we want to be able to tell people in case they want to tune in. So let's say Sunday at 8 o'clock. Sunday at 8 o'clock, Eastern right. Standard Time. And we actually do really like it when you guys interact with us. Like, oh, my God, you're, you're talking about vegan meat. Soggy signs off. That's all funny. And then the following <laughs> week is auto show week. So we're going to have some live shows Wednesday the 20th in the morning. Uh, but more importantly this week, it's Jen's birthday. So our next regular episode won't be recorded until Friday the 22nd. So we appreciate your flexibility, guys. There we go. Jen, Jen who? My sister. Sister I Jen. Slap you myself, Jeff. Just saying. There's more than one Jen. It's true. It is. Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I, there's the lovely and talented Jennifer. And then oh, the- got it. Got Jen. it. Thanks for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building, because everyone can be a racer. Even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It is totally free. Then go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Even if you hate us and want to know why we eat vegan meat and not the (laughs) wonderful pig that is lovely in your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> give us five stars even if you hate us tell us why if you have any questions or show ideas drop a comment into our facebook page everyone racers at gmail.com thanks again and until next week keep the shiny side up unless like us there is no shiny side then just keep the wheels pointed in the same direction nice